Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good afternoon, Radio You know what I want to start with, JP? I want to start with saying, G'day, viewers. It's welcome to the show. Oh shit, you're gonna just roll straight into it. You don't usually do that. There's no bus route. There's no bus route 229. No, there, well, not to my knowledge. It could be something. Fuck it, why not? Promise out those scratches on the front of your car. Anyway. <laughs> Let's not go there. Well, no, we won't mention the fact that you've had a smash this week. That's a, right. A smash. No, no. Smash. Yeah, smash. Into the and back of a woman. Wayward woman. At your you didn't know whether she was turning left or not. And you know, the funniest thing about that was. Right? It was your fault. It was my fault because I was behind her. <laughs> and even though she stopped. And she said, I said. I've told you to stop stoking the mantelpiece when you're looking at the fire. I said. Oh, it's the other way around. Maybe it is. And because Lainey didn't see anything because she was busy sitting in the front bloody texting, wasn't she? she well, she's so only about texting. three foot tall. Yeah, but normally in that sort of situation, she'd go, John, stop! Oh, but you're safe to go. <laughs> After the bus. That's right. Well, that's exactly right. But so she, she didn't say a thing. And the bloody woman, I said to the woman, I said, I thought you'd gone. And she said, oh, well, I did, but I changed my mind. I thought I'd wait until the truck passed. Well, fuck me. I'd hit her. We both pulled around the corner and parked before the fucking truck went past. Was she dopey? Yeah. Where's she from? I don't know. Up my way. Dopey Valley. Happy Valley. She wasn't very fucking happy after I fucked up the ass though. Can't say that on national television. <laughs> well, that's right, we're not on national television. <laughs> well, I guess that's the preamble out of the way now. <laughs> what are we up to? <laughs> okay. Ah. Who is it? It's Jezza. I'm not going to answer No, 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 get, I will answer it to see what he says. He's a pest. Jezza. We're just recording a bloody uh, episode of Radio Hot Lab that you've just interrupted. What does he want? Put him on the speaker if he's got something Have positive. Have you got something positive to say? What, do we, do we want to put you on speaker so you can be on the show? Do do. Yeah, right, that's fine. All right, mate. Don't put you on the show. Okay. Well, we won't then. Hello. Go and ring Dave Reynolds. What's he want? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. Oh, that's all right. I'll ring you later. Don't put me on the show. Just so you're not on the show. Cut me that bit out. Right, viewers. This is Ascension in the Fort. In the Fort? G'day, viewers, and welcome to episode 229. That's the one episode before episode... 230. JP, your deduction of math, deduction of mathematics, deduction of mathematics, deduction of mathematics. This is that's a Mitt Romney th thing, you know. Right. He kept repeating it, but nothing didn't work. Didn't, didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't, didn't work, work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> um, and uh, just like to say, uh, welcome this evening. Welcome <laughs> to the uh, episode of 
229 Radio Hot Lap, that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes an occasional... And, in fact, like the TV show, the TV mini-episode before the ABC News, minuscule, a minuscule look at the world of motor, motor racing. In fact, virtually none. In fact, if you're here looking for motor racing news... You won't find it. That's right. We don't do There's news. There's the Octopus we'll Network. Just do scuttlebutt. Ten- tentacle Network for you. Yep, that's right. It's scuttlebutt. And there's yep. a bit of scuttlebutt coming in from afar. And, and, af- and afar and afray. Afray afar. Lighthearted and occasional minuscule motorsport moments. Mm. Cool emerging technologies, gadgets and barbecues. And I tell you, this barbecuing up and tonight, viewers... Or hearers, as the good doctor, the fast good good fast doctor would say, he's apparently being harassed. He's not being harassed, but not by somebody we know. <laughs> he could be harassed, right? Overly harassed, yeah. You know? Overly harassed. But, you know, people are go, "Oh, you're a hero. I want to talk to you. Shut up. Don't leave do it. Leave me alone. Stop he's ringing saying, them. He's saying, leave me alone. Oh, look, what we have l- done to deserve. I like you, but don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ribeyes. Ribeye. Oh, I know, and they look deluxe too. I know. I and you know, years. there were. We, there are, okay, but apologies. There's apologies in tonight. Oh, is there? From the manager. 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 Well, yeah, you you SMS'd me this morning. Because he, he, uh, he be said, look, uh, he wanted me to sing a little song yeah. uh, uh, for you. And, and of course, speaking of songs, Kimmy's on a little later in the oh, show. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. Um, e away in a manager, no <laughs> time for a show. My wife changed the agenda. So I Gina, have to go. Gina can't go. <laughs> you you work with that. <laughs> anyway, what are you having the FD tonight? Oh, I'm having the uh, dreaded gauge pills, three and a half, you know. Low alcohol, got to drive home. But I did bring a nice clean skin with me. A Merlot? No, not a Merlot. A McLaren Vale Shiraz cab. Which yes. is quite pleasant. So we'll be duck- tucking into that later on. And what do you got to drink? Mate, um, a little old sneaky uh, AP Burks, the old Nicky AP Burks clan win jury, uh, 2008 from the cellar. Thanks very much. Is the light bulb broken? The light bulb broken. The light bulb's broken in the cell. Uh, oh, we, we actually so have, have to take a candle down there now. No, I, I took the old bit. Ah. Given to me by Nicole of Gore. <laughs> right. Stolen. <laughs> Stolen. St- looking at the shape of that. Well, yeah, she, well, she, sort of she, was the, she was the cover girl for the Navy. That's right. In the Navy. Oh. <laughs> the papers are blown away. So. Now, viewers. Um, we've got to cross um, in a yeah, moment. We've got to cross live to. Um, well, I don't know if live. Well, we'll See be you live. Like. You'll be listening to it later on, but viewing it later <laughs> We're on. We're crossing yeah. live to the folks in uh, in uh, London, who has uh, gone to see his, a little bit out of London, gone to see his, his son following uh, the, a dismal weekend in Abu Dhabi. And what's more, as I look around to check if anyone's listening. No, there's no one else about. Dun, dun, dun. Economy flight. What? All the way to London from Abu Dhabi? Absolutely. Oh, what what airline? What brand? Do we know? Can't be asked. Emirates? 
Who knows? If it was Emirates, it's probably not too bad. Uh, it would be a Virgin it, connection. Uh, because whoever the... Yeah, uh, Virgin uh, Emirates uh, uh, have got had. a deal going. Oh, Etihad. Etihad. Oh, well, that's not so uh, Yes, but apparently the, the, they, they, they got the call early enough yeah. um, and um, knocked out a couple of rows and moved the bulkhead and uh, <laughs> put an extra seat wide so he could lie down. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. But and they redirected the uh, people from the exits. You can't use that door. Fugs is there. If we crash, you've got to run up the back. It was, uh, it was rather troublesome for the little fellow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. He will. Let's see if we can get on. In his get a hold dulcet of him. tones. In the uh, he, um, we get him on the, get him on the so, old, get him on the old. Uh, we get him on the old iPad. And when I say the old iPad, I mean not the new iPad. The no, iPad buddy. too, because you know we've talked about this before. Folks, where are you? That alert. So, where is he, London? So it's 8.33 in the morning. It's snaky 8.33 No, we don't. He's had morning. I run him. He's he got, can't have a glass of red this early over there. You ask him. Good morning, folks. It's only 8.33. Are you cranky? Always, JP. You can rely on it. <laughs> That's good to hear. So have you, have you had the obligatory so three, three cups of coffee already? I have one big... One very big one sitting beside me, thank you, JP. Oh, well, that's quite all right then. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. What do they call big cups of coffee over in, you know, the Buckinghamshire regal area? Mug. <laughs> It's a term you'd be familiar with, John. Yes, uh, uh, Fogwar, thank you. And it, a mug. I have to say that every time I stay at Mark's place, um, in the morning I'm always a little confused because he's always he. The one thing he does do is he leaves a he leaves a coffee mug up there for me, but I'm, I'm never quite sure which is is the one I should use, and I'm a little worried that should he come from the, his uh, the cave, <laughs> the, the digital cave. Um, <laughs> And uh, with the failed terabyte drive. That's right. And, and find you drinking from the wrong coffee cup. I, however, that has never been an issue, and I thank you for that. Woe betide you if you do drink out of the wrong one. That's right. <laughs> but uh, you're and over there. You'd be happy to know that it's, is, it is as grey as here in the old Dart, the no. mother country. How unusual. And cold. Cold, cold, cold. Yes, my sister was talking to some friends over there last weekend and it was freaking freezing by all accounts. No, it's been very nippy. Mm. How's it down there? Glorious, the sun's shining. <laughs> glorious! <laughs> Beyond glorious, in fact, as you uh, well know, breeze. at your uh, uh, 2013 Clipsal 500 Car of the Future Radio Hot Lap World Headquarters venue now secured... <laughs> with king-size bed in place. Um, very nice. Well, the royal entourage will be very pleased to arrive. You That's will right. have your own room, not the lounge. We've actually got the royal entourage over here at the moment, folks. What, well, for the launch of the, of the Clipsal? No, Charlie and Camilla were here yesterday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Miss, yeah. Miss, the there's, no, there's no truth to the rumour that she ran in the Melbourne Cup, though. 
cruel, JP. Yeah, but, you know, relatively Very funny. Very cruel. Miss- no, I watched the replay of the Melbourne Cup and all the pageantry, and... Um, <laughs> The world couple seem to have a high old time. They were very popular. <laughs> the pageantry? You know, I read an article today by some social commentator who was appalled that we could have British royalty handing out our Melbourne Cup. Well, the Poms, JP, of which you used to be one, um, had their noses out well and truly out of joint about the whole decadence of the Melbourne Cup and the way the crowd behaved and the fact Is that, that right? there were drunks lying all over Flemington Racecourse. They've got no sense of humour over there. Anyway. And, uh, well, we're very well dressed people passed out, mind you, but um, mm. the Daily Mail's website was uh, gleefully pointing out what um, reprobates we Aussies all are, so... Yeah, they're just jealous. They're just jealous because we have a lot of fun, folks. It was rather an unbiased, a rather a biased uh, perspective because I did actually go through the twenty-four odd images that the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age mirrored, um, saying that we'd got the the English's noses out of joint, and yes, there were scantily clad women drinking from champagne bottles directly from the spout <laughs> and um, and men behaving <laughs> gleefully <laughs> and I think that they're just jealous because the sun was shining that's right yes no it was a bit rich as well you know the um, British people no, I had a it away when they want to and um, have an equally good time and be just as unruly so I think it's a classic case of the pot calling the cattle kettle black. I think you're quite correct there folks. One, and one... apparently there was very little um, cause for the police to take action and you know what, fewer than a handful of arrests I think. One would not want to be travelling on an easy jet or Ryanair to Ibiza with an English crowd on a long weekend. Certainly not. <laughs> Very good. Under the Costa del Crime. Yeah, Benidorm, places like that. Yes, the Brits, they really behave themselves extraordinarily well, don't they? That's right. Look, it's, anyway. a little, it's a little better than the those who walk down the street at Gu, on Guja Street when we're having a Chinese meal on their way to crime converters. That's it. Folks? Well, that's all very. Well, this is all very well. This deep social commentary, but get on. Yeah, with can it. we get on with the motor racing yeah, now? Exactly. Let's get on with it. So, mate, mate, well, what are you having a drink today, other than a cup of char? Or is it char? Mate, and where did I'm that having, term come I'm from? I'm having coffee. It's t- it's too early for a drink, John. Even for you. Well, here, anyway. <laughs> oh, here, run about that. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck that one in very nicely, folks. <laughs> but uh, you've been to um, Abu uh, Disappointment and um, moved on to the UK. Uh, some very interesting articles there from you in Auto Action this week, specifically breaking the news of some SBR dramas. And I, as I talked to you uh, last night about this, um, interesting that there's a bit of noise about that coming out on... Uh, Speed Cafe, which uh, one needs to point out is also the 
under the ownership of the people that do the media for SBR. What's in it, mate? Well, Speed Cafe, of course, is part of the BAM Media Group, which featured very prominently on Media Watch earlier this week. Oh? Really? Oh, I love... Yes. I've got iView. I'm getting on to that. Haven't you seen that? No. Oh, gosh, you must be the only person in Australian motorsport who hasn't. Is that right? Oh, just must, it, it, unfortunately, it just goes to press. Sorry, it, it's on just after you go to press, isn't it? Talk of the town. Oh, well, we'll check yes. that out while no, we're it, talking um, our deluxe states. Yes, it stirred up a bit of... Um, well, it certainly got a reaction and from Stone Brothers Racing, and you'd expect that. But the fact is that the contracts of Shane Van Gisbergen and Lee Holsworth particularly um, are at variance with the terms on which they originally signed. So um, because of the big changes in management structure and a whole lot of other things with the alliance with Erebus Motorsport to run Mercedes look cars, under the Car of the Future rules next year. Um, the drivers, um, well, they have get-out clauses in simple terms, and um, our information is that uh, the Giz and Lethal Lee um, are looking around. They're not entirely happy with the change or the changes taking place next year. It's not basically what they signed up for. Um, so they're looking around. They, of course, deny that. They would, but the fact remains that... Um, at the very least, um, SBR, Erebus are going to have to do some swift renegotiation on the contracts with their two-star drivers. Um, whether they do, in fact, leave or go elsewhere, um, that's up for debate. There's probably not room at another top team for both the Gears and Holdsworth, um, but certainly one of them will have a good lash at getting the fourth drive at FPR in the new... Um, additional entry that the team will be running for Charlie using Charlie Schwerkholz yep. racing entitlement contract. So if one of them goes there, so we heard on oh. we heard on the uh, on the TV uh, the V8 coverage that uh, for the first time in living history Ross and Jimmy weren't actually at the track, and it was supposedly because they were shaking down the new chassis or some such thing. Um, I doubt that that would have anything to do with this at all. Probably not, actually, JP. Um, and I think you mean living memory, possibly not living history. OK. Um, they weren't at the track, yes, but um, my understanding was it was simple as they've stayed at home to concentrate on the very tight shed schedule of getting four cars ready um, for these AMG Mercedes um, powered things ready for car of the future at the beginning of next March or late February actually isn't it yeah. for the Clipsal so they are flat out the first engine is not due to run on the test bench at AMG until early next month and the first car is not going to be ready to test until probably well into January so they've um, they've certainly got a very tight schedule to work to um, and they're way behind the game compared with, say, the Kelly Racing um, Nissan Combine, which have at least got one car up and running. Yeah. But the overall issue going on here, I think, folks, is that and what you point out is that, that the two core drivers, um, Holdsworth and, and Shane Van Gisbergen, are going, 
um, all right, I think that this could be a really good idea, but it's not a factory squad, and I've sort of been a bit of Ford aligned. Um, they're probably going to up the ante and give us a bit more support, and I definitely want to be a, um, a, a, a championship contender. Yeah. I don't want to be doing a year of development, you know, that could parallel that, let, let, let's say, or, or had they known that the who knows, da 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 da. Everyone's sort of, yeah. of course, it's all Mark Scaife's fault, really, when you consider it took him forever to finalise the car of the future specification. So, really, no one could get a good get a leg up. So you can hardly blame them for um, for wanting to look at options, but you know because they to to win a championship. Yeah, to go to a car that's more likely to win a championship. Right. They've been given the opportunity to consider other options because of the um, structural changes in the arrangements there. And the fact of the matter is that with the best will in the world, those new cars, and I'm including the Nissans, are going to struggle to be competitive next year, certainly consistently competitive. Um, and the gears and lethal league are rightly looking around and seeing what their options are in terms of competitive drives, which is what they're all about. It's what they signed up for. Um, I think my understanding is that, the, you know, the Gears wants... The part of the Gears wants to keep his ties with Ford, although really that's a short-term prospect because at the end of next year, um, the likelihood of Ford continuing to be involved in V8 supercars, you know, in terms of factory support is virtually nil. Um, no chance whatsoever. So it's a short-term thing, but so I think it boils down to just wanting to get a competitive drive, and um, you know there's that one remaining seat at, within the FPR group, and that's one of the ones you want to have at the moment. Well, there's really only two teams that you want to drive for at the moment if you're serious, and that's Triple Eight and FPR. So, um, but there's only one seat going there, and um, you know possibly two drivers looking around. Maybe Nissan will come back into play for. For either of them, mm. um, yeah, I know. Racing did make a big bid for the gears earlier in the year until he re-signed with SBR, but um, that fourth seat at Nissan seems to be going to Michael Caruso at the moment. But um, yeah, yeah. there's a little bit to play for still. Yeah, mm. look, uh, good point, folks. And I noticed, and without getting off track, I noticed that uh, Nissan is expanding its GT Academy into different parts of the world, specifically South Africa and the Middle East. But um, Going back to V8 supercars, I, where did the where did Lethal come from? I, I haven't seen anything Lethal going on there with a Commodore Cup driver. <laughs> lethal Lee, that's his nickname. Yeah, but right. there's nothing Lethal going on. <laughs> no, not, not Lethal Rindler. Not so much as you'd notice this year. No, it's been a bit of a struggle for Lee. It has. I mean, he could have been in a V8 Ute and been called Lethal Lee. It would have made more sense. Yes, indeed. Well, no, but Holsworth's move to SBR has been really little, little better than a sideways move. If you think that he he uh, left Gary Rogers Motorsport after many years there and was looking to um, move up, and really, in terms of results, he, he hasn't really moved much further forward. Um, and it's a bit of an irony that you know he had the opportunity to get the drive that David Reynolds has now. He changed his mind at the last minute, midway through last year. Hmm. 
coming out of Abu Dhabi, obviously the very big, big news. I mean, and it's really, really big news, JP, yeah. is that it's not about the, the fact that the gates were locked and no one got to see them or that the big pond stickers of the VO Supercar yes. stickers were removed yeah. off the cars. But the big news, the really, really big yeah. news, is that Amber Anderson didn't get to drive the safety car. Oh, no. I mean, what happened? Folks? Um, she turned up. Yeah. Um, Failed the height test? At the last minute, the supercars were informed, or they found out that... Um, how do I express this? Because I get in trouble the way I expressed it <laughs> the first time around in the age on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> well, in simple terms, the Formula One regulations didn't allow her to drive the safety car because... Um, they were using the Formula One safety car and medical vehicles right. for the event. So even though she drives the safety car at Albert Park during the V8 events there at the Formula One race meeting, she wasn't able to do it at Abu Dhabi. So she just sat around being a tour guide for most of the um, most of the event, and it was just one of you know many of the um, little wrinkles in the whole conduct of the meeting as far as the V8 supercars were concerned. They got ostracised, I think is the word that comes to my mind. They were just stuck away in the support paddock and cut off from everyone else and they had very little track time. When they did get on track, it was it was when virtually no one was at the track to watch them. And uh, for a so-called, we keep being reminded that it's a an FIA international championship. It certainly wasn't treated with... Um, the sort of respect or status it deserves. Granted, you know, you're a support category at a Formula One race and you are very much a support category, very much secondary, but um, I've been to a lot of Formula One races over the years and maybe things have changed in recent times, but certainly um, the lack of respect shown to the V8 Supercars Championship in their appearance at Abu Dhabi reached an all-time low in terms of how little um, exposure they got over the weekend, um, in amongst the Formula One action, there are you know hours between the V8s being on the track and then Formula One coming along, and certainly on Saturday, you know essentially no one was there in the stands to watch the V8 supercar races. Um, it was a bit better on um, very Sunday afternoon. The stands had a few more people, but um, they were basically penned in the support paddock, um, and it was hard to it was impossible for them to get out um, but more importantly it was hard to get in even if you had a Formula 1 credential it was um, technically speaking you weren't supposed to be in the support paddock I managed but every time I went through the gate it was a bit you know hand in mouth as to whether um, I'd actually get through I did so it was just I, I described it as, as disgraceful and I just don't think the VAs deserved it no nobody said they were looking for top billing and you know, certainly nothing like they get at Albert Park but to be uh, basically abandoned I thought was um, uncalled for particularly as you know they were there to provide entertainment well entertain, entertaining people require someone to watch you yeah I, I thought it was particularly unusual considering I think the circuit boss Richard Crennan is that is that his name Richard Cregan. Uh, Cregan uh, had actually uh, deployed his son to uh, do some of the Fujitsu, uh, you know, prior to the Dunlop Series um, supercar rounds here in Australia. For whatever reason, where he, he's a big he's a big V8 fan, and I spoke to him after the 
Formula One racer ran into in the Formula One paddock and although he was putting on a brave face, I think he was a little bit embarrassed to how they were they were forced by Formula One management to treat the V8s and he's undertaken to have a look at it and see what they can do to raise the profile for next year because let's not forget V8s under their current contract with the Gas Marina Formula One circuit have four more years of mm. this um, debacle <laughs> to go through. And they were the only support category, weren't they? I mean, it's yeah, not like yeah, there was a heap of indeed, Formula yeah. Fords That's and what other stuff. That's when I got there. The, Fill up. The, 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 the schedule for the V8s and the amount of track time they had suggested to me that they must have had about, you know, half a dozen support categories. Yeah. Um, they were the only ones. There was supposed to be a round of some Middle East Porsche Championship program as well. That fell through late in the piece. Uh, and apparently that's what precipitated the move from the normal two races at a sprint round to three mini sprints. Right. Well, just which to spread were it out a bit. useless because, uh, you know, the yeah. only saving grace of those three 12-lap, 65-kilometre races should have been that they're, you know, full of outrageous action and um, <laughs> it's, it's, great spectacles while they proved to be completely otherwise. Yeah, boring as batshit with the bloody chin winning again. And, uh, and oh, the Triple chin. And, uh, you know, to me, the whole V8 thing on the weekend, watching the races, it, it just it was like watching Formula One when Shuey and Ferrari were just winning everything, and, and the, why do you bother? Well, we, we know that, but on top of that, folks, is, uh, is Casey Stoner destined to be Wayne Gardner Mark II? <laughs> it looks that way, doesn't it? It certainly um, does. You can't, you can't um, prize him away from the triple pit bay at V8 races whenever he gets a chance at the moment with a crowbar. He's... Um, on the verge of his farewell appearance forever in MotoGP in Valencia this weekend. And yet, on his way there, he turns up at Abu Dhabi to watch the the V8s and presumably the Formula 1. He was kitted out in passes from Red Bull, which is one of his sponsors, so I presume he made it over the Formula 1 paddock at some stage. But, um, yeah, for someone who's... um, complaining that he's getting out of racing because of all the travel and the politics and all of that. He seems pretty keen to dive into V8 supercars, so at the moment it seems highly improbable that he won't be racing next year. I think you can expect him to be racing a V8 supercar of some kind and with the Triple Eight Alliance. But is this just, you know, when people say, oh, as Casey said this, you know, it's, it's his public relations and people who are doing it or or do you think that it is actually themselves I mean like you know it doesn't seem quite right Frosty coming out and saying some of those I mean I'm not criticising the comments but sometimes it's better off to not sort of you know not to antagonise well I think well why not (laughs) (laughs) we need need more antagonism in V8 supercars and Casey Stoner well, is not Paul Marinelli? Is, is it Paul Marinelli riding that? driving, and Winterbottom, not surprisingly, fired back. And we haven't heard boo again from Stoner. He made that tweet and hasn't responded. So, and it's stirred up quite a lot of comment from the fans, who mm-hmm. many not of whom basically telling Stoner to pull his head in, and you know, 
stop talking about something he has very little experience in, or no experience in, actually? Well, we have had previous experiences with vertically challenged people in this sport. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's all. I'm just saying, and most of them have been very positive. Really? I hope you know where you're going with that, because I don't. Casey, Casey Stoner is, is slight of build, yes. That's true. I wouldn't call him short. I didn't. Right. Don't call him short, folks. That's a good idea. Just because you're tall. Well, everyone's short to me, aren't they, really? Well, yeah, I suppose you're Short right. with you. <laughs> Except us. Because we can get away with anyway, it. Anyway, we all survived Abu Dhabi. The V8s got through it. Wind Cup's pretty much locked it up. If he doesn't seal it at Winton, um, I'll be very surprised. So at the, the best we can hope for is that we'll go to Sydney Olympic Park early December with some uh, Winterbottom still being in championship contention, contention mathematically, but I can't see it being any better than that. So um, Wind Cup's run away with it, and I've got to say deservedly so, you know, FPR... Frosty and Davo were giving Win Cup and the Triple Eight mob grief in the first half of the series, and then they've just faded away. So yeah, they have. bad luck, you know. If they can't keep it up, could, could not yeah, get the uh, at the end. Agree there, folks. And you know, I, I have to agree with um, uh, your, the editor of AA, Rob, um, saying in the the, the last uh, issue of the magazine out this last Wednesday. I mean, 12,000 kilometres for nothing. And, and what I'm saying there is I think everyone's going to have a much more fun time at Winton as much of an absolute shitty... It's an annoying place to go to, but it, it'll sort of... It'll feel like camaraderie's there. And to go over there and get the cold shoulder from F1 um, and, um, and, and no supports... And, and we're so used to... You know, races with lots of supports. We come to Clipsal, we got, you know, the day's packed for the fans. Um, to go to Winton, yeah. and it, I think I think people will be going, I love being Australian. It will certainly be a contrast that I'm looking forward to, of course. Uh, did I tell you I was coming? No, you'd, you'd manage to keep that good news up your sleeve to <laughs> surprise and delight me. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. Um, but no, look, there's nothing wrong with Wind Motor Raceway. You know, it is what it is. It is a country racetrack. The Manila Auto Club run it as well as they can with the resources they have. Over the years, they've progressively upgraded the place, you know, in small bits, but, you know, noticeable improvements over the years. And this championship is a national championship, and it should be going to rural racetracks as well, so I, I don't, I'm not offended by going to Winton. I, I like its rustic charm, and the racing is often, you know, pretty good. Um, it's easy to get to from Melbourne. It's close to some major population centres up in the northeast and the centre of Victoria. The only surprising thing, because of the calendar reshuffle, is that we've got the championship possibly, probably being decided, or at least its second last event being, you know. At Winton, it probably needs a bigger stage, you know, coming to the finish. So, um, but the upside is, of course, instead of being there in August, when it would um, 
cold as um, at least the weather has some prospect of being quite pleasant. <laughs> Thanks. So are you really coming over? Are you coming over, JP? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> I got confused. Who's coming over to Winton? Uh, both of us. Oh, uh, good. Right, yeah, definitely. I've just been told. Yeah. And loving it. <clears throat> That's good. Anyway, and we, you know, don't forget, we did... Clearly, Abu Dhabi wasn't about the V8 supercars, but it was no. about Formula One, and, and, and what a race, hey? Wasn't it brilliant? Yeah. Yes, it was great. It, 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 was, it was a great race, and, uh, you know, this time last week, we were talking about who was going to win, and I'm not putting my hand up to say, hey, I was right, but I I just had this yes, gut feeling Kimmy was, yeah. was going to do it. And, and he did. Don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. Mm. No, it was a big effort, big result, um, a remarkably incident-packed race, people crashing into each other and falling over each other with Mark Webber right in the centre of it, but... Extraordinary drives by Fernando Alonso and um, Sebastian Vettel, who basically drove through from the rear twice. If you yep. if you look at how the safety cars fell, and um, and Raikkonen held it together, got this blinding start, and got himself into a position where Hamilton's car conked out. Off he went and controlled the race, and also. Most impressively, um, was very much in control when Alonso was on that late charge. He was just coming at Raikkonen relentlessly, but um, Kimi held on. It was the typical phlegmatic Finn who um, <laughs> wasn't getting too excited or too impressed about anything, just got about his business and was very, very dry. His humour was very dry after the race, oh, yeah, but it was uh, look, uh, dry during the event. Folks, was... could you not spoil that? Because we've actually uh, had a chat to Kimmy a little earlier and uh, he'll be on, we'll be putting him on later or replaying the conversation we had with him earlier in the show um, or earlier uh, in the week. So, um, thanks for that. But look, try yeah, not to... Could you not, could you not tell me how, much, how to do my job, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, what? And I'm not trying to deflect this other than to say, but it, it is... Seriously, it, it, it's a, a classic example about how Abu Dhabi worked so well for F1, or it did. It worked was one of the best races for, for years. And as well, we go to Texas, I wonder whether that, te that track will be a great Formula One track and then a dud for supercars as well. And let's not hope that that is the case, but see what happens. That's a good question. I, I expect, by the look of it, that the Circuit of the Americas will be pretty interesting. Um, whether it works for Formula One, we'll have to see. It, it might actually be a great track for V8 supercars. I suspect not. Um, you know, big, long Formula One tracks don't tend to suit V8 supercars. Um, but Abu Dhabi's not even really suited to Formula One. In, in the past, the races haven't been great. Um, this one, just for a number of reasons, had it all. And I think putting in... I think that they added, they added a DRS zone, and that helped. Yeah, it did. was an extra opportunity to overtake. But... It certainly looks spectacular. I mean, it's one of the great sports stadia of the world, really. And, you know, it's not not in terms of an amphitheatre, but just the look of it, the architecture, the, you know, under lights, the, the hotel that straddles the track. I mean, it, it looks brilliant under lights. And um, 
they've got the right formula. It starts sort of late afternoon, verging into twilight, and then finishes in darkness. It looks very spectacular. Well, you're no stranger to that formula, being a regular at uh, the Singapore Grand Prix ever since it started. You love going up there for your half kilo, 500 gram prawns. <laughs> and, um, you know, perhaps well, next... Well, I've always said motor racing looks spectacular at night, and I, I wonder why we don't have more night racing, which used to be a feature of motorsport when I was a kid. You often had twilight and night meetings at places like Calder in Melbourne and Oran Park in Sydney. Yeah, that's quite right. They did. They had the twilight meeting and, in fact, reverse circuit racing, if you, if you recall, uh, reverse circuit laser racing with David Brabham and, uh, and Mark Scaife against each other in identical, or maybe not, <laughs> KA lasers going the, up the hill and down the other way. Yes, there was all of that. But no, any racing at night, Our, motor, you know, racing cars just look great at night. And I know, you know, there are practical difficulties in the cost of it these days and even health and safety issues, you know, for the spectators in the car parks and providing lighting for them. But the fact remains, racing cars look great under night. And if you, you know, in the States, they've long known this, most of the racing, the big races, particularly NASCAR, to a lesser extent IndyCar, happen at night. And um, the atmosphere at night is just different. It's better. The, the, the noise of the cars is better. It changes. The look of them under lights, the, the brakes glowing and um, exhaust spitting and all of that, it's just it's, it's a good spectacle. perfect for, for motorsport. Now, folks, we're going to have to let you go because you start to take over again, but, um, but that's all right. Um, bit of news and from Tech Time. We'll do there were separate Tech Time sh- uh, component after we've left you, but did you know that uh, with that Apple shake-up that uh, turned up uh, about a week ago that uh, Eddie Q was, uh, um, was elevated to now take control of outgoing Scott Forstall's services, who was he was the iOS uh, manager, but he's taken over the, the running of, of Siri and, uh, and Maps, but he's today been appointed as uh, on the board of directors at Ferrari. And to me, I think, well, wow, that means that um, there's a lot of love going on there between Ferrari and Apple, yeah. and I think that can only be a great thing that you're going to see that sort of level of uh, electronic user interface design being transferred from Apple into on, uh, onto Ferraris coming on from here. Were you aware of that, folks? Vaguely I was, yes. I noticed it. So it is an interesting development, but inevitable, you know, more and more... Um, not just electronics, cars are full of them now, but more... Industries colliding. Well, it's, you know, it's the user interface is changing in cars, isn't it? It's becoming like an extension of your of your normal life and all the facilities of your um, smartphone are being transferred and um, utilised in cars. So cars are, are virtually becoming just big um, digital devices, really. I don't Everything think you'll you do. expect, expect to see that technology deployed to the public until perhaps 2015 on the basis that Apple Maps isn't really up to it and nor would Ferrari be comfortable with that level of inaccuracy or, or, the, or the inaccuracy of Siri. Mm. But um, it, it's, it's, uh, an in, it's an indicator 
that that is the path that they're going down. And uh, I think well, Microsoft's already well in there with with Ford and General Motors have their own versions in the United States. Yeah, with the Sync program, voice yeah. control. Um, so it's heading it's heading towards us towards uh, us at a rapid yeah, rate of knots. Hang on a minute, but there, I think there's a key point what you put there in America, and we're talking about other markets with other languages. True. And America is always about, hello, we're looking inwardly. Mm. Um, so the ad Whereas adaptation the of that going out to um, European multilingual markets and, and then certainly uh, two-byte markets like China and Japan where, and, and, uh, um, and uh, the Middle East where they, don't use, where they use non-Roman characters, more difficult again. Oh, yeah, but it's changing already. I mean, the, the Ford, what is it, MySync, or whatever it's called. Yeah, Sync, uh, Ford works. Sync. Ford, yeah. yeah, that works in Europe already. They've, they've got their heads around, multi, you know, the multilingual aspect of it there. But you're right, it will only get better. Ferrari is a drop in the ocean in terms of, you know, the numbers of cars around the world, but it will... Oh, quite so, but from a brand perspective, it's, you know, it's at a pinnacle. And uh, you might as well associate. I mean, it's not like a, Apple needs the cash, no. so they they might as well associate with high-end branding. And uh, as Eddie Q is has been a uh, a Ferrari uh, uh, a Ferrari fanboy or uh, interested in Ferraris since an age of eight. Um, An aficionado. Correct. Good word. You've been a bit of an aficionado of DC Comics over the years, I know. Oh, and um, I know you have. I've seen them in the house. Piled Marvel Comics, not DC. Ah, right. Okay, get it right. Oh. Very important distinction. Right. Well, then it can only be expected that they will be following a DC Comics uh, introduction into the iBook store um, where you, you won't be needing a copy of Batman, Superman, or, more importantly, Wonder Woman. No, but Marvel does it already as well. There you go. Focus is actually reading one on his iPad as we speak. Not paying attention. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks. Time to move on. So you have a good rest of your evening. So I'll bid you and the viewers a good evening. And we'll catch you all at Winton, maybe. And yep. And you have a lovely day, folks, and try and keep warm. Would you like to sign off in the, in the tradition of Dr. Annals? Thank you, hearers. Completely crazy and unintelligible. <laughs> Thank you, hearers. <laughs> oh, yes, hearers. Yes, well, good night, hearers. <laughs> right. Thanks for that. Cheers, folks. Look, stay on the line and we'll just get your phone number to send you a free gift. <laughs> Wait, you're on out. Radio Hot Lap, episode 229. <laughs> Dominic, I can hardly hear you. I think the connection. I think he's right. I'll ring you so. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Dominic Farnbacher, and uh, we'll just try and call him back. Isn't it funny? He's on. He's obviously in a shitty connection. He'd be in Team Over or something, probably. Has that better? 
I think it's a bit better now, yeah. Hey, man, how are you? Uh, you, can you get on a better connection? You on Wi-Fi or something? Fantastic. Are you speaking German? <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> right, give me a buzz back when you get a better connection. <laughs> anyway, that's how. Oh, that you know, that, that's just generally how Dominic communicates. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's a factory driver now for um, for Viper SRT over in uh, America. Um, yet he's um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> he, he had a no race policy at uh, Nurburgring uh, at uh, the Noise Club a couple of weeks ago, where he yeah, turned up with uh, with Alan and. Um, it was snowing. As it does. Yeah, anyway, he must be... Oh, it's, it's uh, Hurricane Sandy. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, I will look like that's unfortunate. We couldn't get a hold of him. Who else we do? Uh, Sticky Simonson, he's on there. We'll, we might get a little bit of a... Uh, chat to him, but um, there's a new app out today, Techni uh, technical stuff, but also Motorsport Australian Target Championship yes. have put out an app. Did you see they that? Have. I've got it. Oh. Ooh, can you give us a review? Oh. I can't, because I haven't even looked at it. I downloaded it and installed it, and I haven't even looked at it yet. Well, that's alright. I did it straight away. Here we go. <laughs> okay. uh, Dominic says, I have no Wi-Fi, I'm in the car. Okay, well, we'll try you in... Uh, Try you Australian in... Target Championship official mobile application. Ten. Here we go. Another. And we're loading up now. Ten. And it says the classic battle for the high country. Here we go. It's actually quite neat. It's well laid out. We're loading now. Here we go. It's coming up reasonably quickly. Yep, here we go. Without Target Tasmania winner uh, Rex Broadbent and his Porsche 911 RS in the field. It appears likely that a big horsepower V8 will push the winner to victory on top of Mount Buller's sum summit on Sunday afternoon. There you go. It's a big push. The likely winner could either be a Queenslander, a Tasmanian, or a South Australian in a four to Holden or a Triumph. Oh, geez, they're really, not, they're really a Triumph? A Triumph? Yeah. Well, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah. 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 South Australian Craig Hazeman, fresh from classic outright victory in his home event, Superlock Tiger Adelaide. He debuted a new, for him, 1981 Triumph TR7 V8 and was unbeatable. There you go. So, interesting stuff. But, no, the app works really well. You know, that's actually uh, a bit of, again, a bit of a media spin, but really, I'm John and Jason White would have to be. Just turning the stake over, mate. Yeah, uh, good. Oh, I'm just turning it around. John and Jason White um, in the Lamborghini. Yep. Gallardo. See, Tony Quinn's the late entry for the high country, so he's going up. And there's another bit here that says White looks to extend winning streak. So it's actually, there's quite a bit of info in this app. It, and it's it's really nice. You, you open the, the page and you've just got like a, 
the headline and then a photo of the offending vehicle uh, that they're talking about and then a bit of blurb which is fairly comprehensive actually I'm just flicking through the Jason White thing and uh, yeah it looks good so uh, go jump on the app store and just look up Australian Targa Championship free app so I'm impressed as long as they can keep all this information coming, I think it will be a, a, a very good app. Yes. So, so you, um, uh, you realise, are you getting any of those iPad minis into your shop yet? Not yet, no. Why not? Well, we're still waiting. Why are? Well, everyone else is getting them. Oh, I know, but we, I think we've had a couple, but that's, that's about it. So we've got them. We've got some more. Does Sonny get one? No, nobody's got one yet. Yeah, we're busy selling them, just like we always do. Well, no, she'd, she'd, she'd be at the first, first wouldn't she? No, I don't think so. Well, I, I had to stand in a line once. At, at, Did you? Once. Not at your shop. Well, that's all right. But, yeah, perhaps the reason why that, that you, they are starting to ship is that, that Apple injected $2.3 billion into Sharp. Yes, well, oh, and didn't they need to? Because Sharp actually uh, bought out, uh, well, apart from the fact that they've been warning um, everybody that they, they could be going broke if they're not careful. Um, they've been negotiating for quite a while. It's all about supply chain management. Yes. Uh, because, you you know, they, they don't want to be reliant on those mm. they don't love anymore mm. or appear to not love, according to the media. Mm. And it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Well, of course it does. I mean, Sharp have been a big supply... And, but the interesting thing is, the reason, from according to the article I read... The reason that Sharper in the state that they're in is they pushed too hard on big screen TVs and the arse fell out on the market and we all know how cheaply you can pick up a, a big screen TV for nowadays. So the whole Apple scenario is based around screens for mobile devices. Um, so that could be a big plus for both Sharp, obviously, and for Apple because they've got the alternative supply chain. Mm. And Sharp have been, you know, always been very innovative in terms of what they, you know, pushing the envelope in terms of what they produce. So, I mean, my, my Sharp telly's still going well. Jezza again. No, the no, wrong time again. No, 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 we're no. doing the show. I can't have it. No, can't, can't be doing it. You hear that? Pissing you off. Break. Yeah. But the break's over. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I see there's been a, a judgment warded against Apple, 368 million US dollars. Obviously, you know it's hard to be uh, hard to be sure whether it's been paid out yet. Probably not mm. to Vernet X, which um, are a VPN company, virtual private network company. But yep. The underlying technology and the patent that is involved there is what makes FaceTime work. Mm. Now it's uh, unusual uh, to see Apple paying out money. Mm. And invariably, you never hear whether they actually have fulfilled that, that commitment. But um, they have a, a historical you know, timeline of taking and not paying for, um, for for patents. In fact, Apple's become a huge bully in the industry. And you know, whilst you like the technology, I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed, JP, yeah. with their behaviour. Well, I think a lot of people are. There was a big um, kerfuffle this week uh, with resellers in the Australian Reseller News uh, mag online magazine. Um, apparently, in the last uh, two or three months, 
Apple have ditched something like 20% of their resellers. All just stealthy and uh, an email, basically, a two-line email saying, no, you haven't met the targets, bye-bye. They're terrible behaviour. There are resellers up in arms about it all over the place. Guys saying, yeah, sure, look, we admit that we didn't make budget for the first two quarters. But you didn't provide product. Well, exactly, and I mean, that's the same as us. We have, in the last year, we've basically almost every month done better than we did last year at the same time. And last month, we didn't do, I think it was probably our third best October ever, and it was purely no product. No product. Nobody's buying IMAX because we can't get the old ones and the new ones don't arrive yet. So what are we supposed to sell? Well, nothing's been announced. Oh, I think well, the new ones. Yeah, well, the new ones are out, but, you know, the, the 21 and a half won't ship until the end of this month. And the, uh, the 27, they're saying December, but everybody seems to think that's going to be more like the end of December than the beginning. So you can virtually say it's a New Year job. So that means from effectively the middle of October until the middle of January, we'll have had no 27-inch IMAX. As a friend of mine who uh, lives up on, um, I think, 107th Street in New York uh, uh, and Riverside Drive said to me this morning, it doesn't really matter whether I vote or not. Corporations run America, not governments. (laughs) And on that note, we'll try and get a hold of Dom once again, if we can. Uh, he's travelling somewhere. He's travelled somewhere. Oh, I hope I can get hold of him. I haven't chat to him for a while. I'll give it. I'll give this. I'll give this wanker a, a call. There's plenty of wankers to call. <laughs> there is. <laughs> I'm sure the viewers are enjoying listening to the uh, ringtone. Oh, I don't care whether it's turn off. Oh. What have you suddenly remembered? Are you in Monte Carlo with a dog? The dog's here. Yeah. Oh, we saw the dog likes a boat that someone else is paying for. Oh, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> oh, there's the there's dog. dog. <laughs> oh, hello, Tazzo. <laughs> there's Tazzo. Oh, it's such a good-looking dog. He's he's thirsty. <laughs> he's big. Hello, Tazzo. And hairy. Oh, oh, that's a small... Is that the baby's ball? It is. What's that? Is that Tazo's ball? There's a small... There's also a cry. There's a child there. <laughs> Alan? Oh! There you go. Hi! How are you going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. You've escaped <laughs> the cold weather... Of uh, Denmark for Monte Carlo. Good on you. <laughs> hey, Karina. Hey, hey. How are you? Look, that's his cat. That's his cage. He broke off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, 
He didn't. Did he travel down that in a plane? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, you're cruel. <laughs> nah, it's all right. Nah. It's only short. Have a look at it. Tazzle, go in. Come. He in. looks happy. Can you get in there? <laughs> oh, are you serious? It's <laughs> actually bigger, bigger than It's bigger yeah. than you expect. It is. Yeah. Look. How I'm are you? Anyway. Hey, we um, we just we're just trying to we lost. I con- know, oh, nice view. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. luxury waterfront. <laughs> Which one of those boats are you not buying today? <laughs> no, I don't know. Hey, I um, we we just was talking to Dominic, but the uh, connection was really bad, and I thought we better um catch up with you to find out about how you didn't race in the snow. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was just too cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> it, was the right, it was the right thing to do, though. Like, yeah, um, of course it was. The, the surface temperature on the tyres didn't go above, um, didn't go above uh, fourteen degrees, so you couldn't drive at all. Yeah, mate. Just tell the viewers where you were and what was actually going on, because it wasn't on the schedule. And when uh, you left here to go up to um, Surface Paradise, you weren't actually. It wasn't on your list of things to do. No, it wasn't, but it was something which, you know, was a lead-on to the 24-hour race of, of next year, and uh, it would have been good to get a good test in before the winter break, you know, to try and, you know, re, uh, you know develop the vantage even further. Um, but, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it was just one of the things. It, it was never going to be on, even, even the day before, you know, when it was rain and stuff, even though there was no snow, it was still too cold to actually get any temperature in it. Yeah. So, but there you go. But um, oh, hello! Look at you. You all, you've got no hair like your dad's about to have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> have you have you drunk that wine yet, Alan? You poured it. Says it. You poured it. You poured it. Take a deep. Right, he's a beautiful dog. Yeah, beautiful dog. <laughs> and uh, so for he's, that, he's even, look, he's seen you. He's got his, he's got his cock out. <laughs> <laughs> the lipstick's out. You're right. <laughs> he must have seen you. <laughs> he must have heard you. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what's the plans, mate, from uh, here till the end of the year? Well, plan was to do um, Homebush with Nick, which is not going to happen because the cars, some parts that's broken, they haven't got. Um, and, and was to do Island Magic with Ted, but their engine is coming back from the engine rebuilders, and it's touch and go if it's going to be ma- making it or not. So, at the moment, we're just standing by, really. So you'll just be staying home for roast dock. Roast dock and crispy, crispy. Um, oh, I'm oh. so coming for it. I'm, I think I might just turn up. <laughs> yeah, well we're here. Anyway, we um, we had the house broken into. Oh, that's not good. What in Monte Carlo, or no, no, in Denmark? The old house. Oh really? What happened there? Yeah. Oh, stole stole the Evo. Are you kidding? You shitting no. me? No, nah, stole that. Um, Is it stole... gone? Gone. Oh. Huh. Oh, that's an Evo 9. 
RS yeah. stolen. Yeah, and then stole um, stole um, all Miyamai's uh, christening presents. Oh um, no! Stole stole nearly every single watch I have. Oh. Um, stole um, Karina's jewelry. Uh, stole uh, yeah, just fucking just That's we terrible, haven't been man. home yet, so we've only we've only been seeing it over Skype, you know, like from someone just going in there and just you know with a with the iPad just sort of going through everything, and they are the things that we can see that's gone. Oh, but it's quite no. the they they've broken into the into the place to try and find the key for the car, and then in the meantime, in the meantime, once they found the key for the car, they've just taken whatever they could find that was valuable on the way out. So you have not been back home since? No, no. Because I was going to go back, obviously, to, to do it, but the, the, for some reason, I mean, these tickets to come down here I bought a long time ago, and now the tickets are like like nearly $1,000, you know, like to come to come back, and uh, so it's just we have to stay. Oh, man. Have you That's terrible. Have you rung Lars and asked, asked him if he's going to give it all back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he needs it. He does need it. He does need it. So it oh, happened. I'm sorry, uh, man. It I'm happened second uh, of November. Uh, oh, dear me. All right. So, be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, the car's not. The car was insured, so that's good. But all this watches and stuff, you can't. You know. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, over the years, the Oris and the Maurice Lacroix and all the other ones you've accumulated with. Yeah. So all that, all that, all that's been gifts from from companies, you know. So it's all gone. Memories. And how can you, and how can you prove it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Understand. So. All right. Well, at least it's all you're all safe and the family's all good. So. Um. Yeah, it's all happy days. All happy days, as long as the dogs. So the dogs actually actually broke out of his cage onto the plane. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, they, you know, as soon as the planes touch down, they go over the loudspeakers, oh, people in seat 21, please report, you know, to the stewards straight away. Uh, and then we, I, as soon as we went up there, I knew there was something wrong, and I could hear the dog going absolutely mental. And all these Frenchies that was underneath trying to get into all the bats, they wouldn't want to go in there because he's fucking got his head sticking out the cage and he's, like, half out. <laughs> so I had to crawl in underneath in, underneath the uh, the airplane to, to try and get him out of the cage, you know, where he'd half broken. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> I bet he wasn't. I'll see if I can get Russ to do a bit of a snap. Please get Tazza. There you go. Not even looking. Dogs. There you go. Look, dogs. It's not a happening thing. No. Rust. Oh, well, it's a beautiful night here. Anyway, we're having a uh, steak on uh, thinking of you guys, and uh, good to have a chat, Al. So. Good stuff. And all the Take best. care, guys. Yeah, you too, mate. All right. And all uh, the best with your burglary. Bloody uh, hell. Yeah, thanks. Mate. Okay, ciao. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> he got it the wrong moment. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, oh, mate, uh, I'm over it. You're over I'm it. over this show. You're over it. Okay. I don't think I've got anything else to talk about. Oh, apart from Foxconn, who can't get the product out the door, yeah. now admitting that they've got uh, all sorts of issues. 
Um, that's it. That's it from me. That's it from you, is it? Have you got anything? Well, no, I mean, I had a bit of tech time about Apple supposedly going to be ditching Intel. Um, well, they were talking about doing... They were talking about... Because they've been messing around with ARM designs. That's right, and all low-power uh, stuff and, and uh, designing and, their own. And their A6X chip is the first chip where they've done completely within themselves That's right. and only got Samsung to build it. Mm. Um marks a significant change well, and, away and from, from away from you know that they they're, them doing it themselves and with their you know acquisition of PA semiconductor yes. back in uh, PA semi back in 2009 and a few other uh, intrinsic and a few other companies they're really starting to put their hand up to say we're going to build our own chips. Well, and they've got the money to do it. Let's face it, and they've got the R and D budget. They've, and they've got the else. yeah, they've got the money to do it, and they've got probably at the moment they need to ha- start crowding it an enormously long ten year roadmap. Yeah, I would say that they will be, and, a... and 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 that will be it. And of course, they'll be trying to then sell those semi that those uh, those chips outward Outs. to others. Yeah, but they'll be using them themselves first, and they'll, you know, I, I can see the day. Maybe it'll be the A10 chip. Who knows? That'll suddenly be, appear in an Apple um, mobile device that isn't iOS based. So uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting few years from that perspective. Yeah. Now that's about the tech time. Now you're over there cooking, fucking and I have to tell you, fucking work when I want it. There you go, your batteries aren't flat after all. No, well, I charged them today, but kind of... You've just got a bad connection. No, it's not. The fuckers won't fucking stay in there. <laughs> there you go. Now right listen. There. Now listen what? So, now, while you're cooking, is what I was just about to say, on Sunday, uh, Saturday, rather, I was down at my sister's at Victor, and I went into the good old Gawler River Cattle Company down there, and I was cooking a barbie. She had a couple of friends around, and Laney and I were there. And um, I bought these four very, very deluxe uh, fillet steaks. I'm not okay and, with their food. I don't and like four Kranskis. And, mate, $23.80. And they were fantastic on the barbie. I was wrapped. No, I couldn't I believe like it. I their food. Oh, well. Your loss. Way, I've had a bad experience. Yeah, well, see, I've had good experiences. So yeah. there you go. You just don't know these. inside a tray. Now, one last bit of... Um, News, if you like your wine, I mean, your viewers, you all know we like our red wine. I uh, read a James Halliday email today that's actually saying buy Penfolds Kununga Hill now. This year's 2010 Penfolds Kununga Hill. It's 17.50 a bottle RRP, so you probably get it a bit cheaper. He's given it 92 points, and they reckon it will sell it for up to 15 years. So if you want a good bargain red, 92 point red. Rush out and buy the 2010 Kununga Hill. And that's about me done. And you're going to get no answer again. From who? I don't know who will ring it. Must be out testing the old VZ. Must be. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. I haven't enjoyed this show at all. Haven't you? Well, it's been very uh, piecemealish since the Fogwire went. Money kidding. Well, there you go. See you at 2.30. Fucking what are you at 10?